Hey, welcome to the Junto Show. I'm Lance. I'm woke with jokes. I'm Johnny, artist, adventurer, student of leadership. And I'm Bo, Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> ah, yes. A beautiful quote from Benjamin Franklin. Yes. I believe he said that every time he met someone new. Yes, he <laughs> said, hi, Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> <laughs> That's it? Yep. Yeah, probably. Oh, right. Yeah. All right. Smooth talker, that guy. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. <clears throat> Print me like one of your French girls. <laughs> Podcasting. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm doing something here, guys. Okay. Podcasting, the final frontier. Ah. These are the voyages of the podcast Junto Show. Mm. It's five-year or more mission to explore strange new ideas, to seek out new philosophies and new civilizations, to boldly go where no podcast has gone before. <laughs> hey, I thought you liked that, Johnny. So- hey, thanks, man. <laughs> Uh, the Junto is a club founded by Benjamin Franklin way back when America was great. The purpose of the Junto was to debate questions of morals, politics, and natural philosophy. Our show's not quite that stuffy, but here and there, we stumble upon something geeky. Wait, crap. We stumble upon something <laughs> profound. We just stumble. We just period. We just yeah. stumble. <laughs> we stumble upon something profound between the geeky jokes. All right. Boom. Thanks, thanks for joining us again, everybody. Today's date is Thursday, September 21st, 2017. And our first segment we're going to get started here is called Rapid Fire News. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> Good evening. I'm Ron Burgundy, and this is what's happening in your world tonight. Every time. All right. So, Johnny's keeping in uh, my thing by trying to make you happy based on uh, <laughs> this rough conversation we just had. <laughs> 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 I'm going to make up for it. Uh, I got some breaking news for you, buddy. Chipotle yeah. has finally got queso. The one thing, <laughs> well, not the one thing, but like one of my main knocks on Chipotle, Johnny's favorite. One of my favorites, yes, yes, yes. I, yes. I still favorites. don't, still don't understand. That. Uh, yeah, it's it's gross, right? Well, no, I mean they they're E. coli E. coli center. Yeah, E. coli and norovirus. Wait, wait, yeah. I guess I didn't know you didn't like Chipotle, well, but, not, but he didn't like he doesn't dislike Chipotle. He doesn't like E. coli. <laughs> yeah, I would say Chipotle pretty tasty. It's okay. I've had Chipotle, Moe's. Uh, you can go down to downtown Orlando and have any number of Mexican foods. Do you still go to Chipotle today? Uh, well, yes, but I'm, okay. Okay, yeah. that's good enough for me. <laughs> okay, so one of my main knocks on Chipotle <laughs> was no queso. I'm like, how do you have a Mexican yeah. place, no queso? But they have queso now, Johnny. Why do you keep mentioning my name? Did you like Chipotle? I like Chipotle, but Asians are inherently lactose intolerant for the most part. Well, I'm not... Queso, cheese, don't do it for well, like, like, my people. I, I am <laughs> I am, I'm more likely to go to Chipotle now that they have queso. Wait, wait, what's that? Breaking news? Breaking news? Uh, Chipotle's queso is gross. <laughs> uh, <okay. laughs> Uh, I read some reviews on Chipotle's queso. Uh, among things that were said about it was that it was a crime against cheese and that it tastes like crayons. Ooh. <laughs> Ouch. So I guess they're working on a recipe. Also, it was funny. I, listened, I looked at a couple of like the Chipotle uh, Twitter account, like responding yeah. to people's tweets or whatever, and she was just like, I'm sorry. <laughs> really? <laughs> wow. Uh, she was working on it. Ago. Okay. So uh, next up on the list, we've got the next hurricane on the way, maybe coming to the, the mainland United States. It's already... Uh, knocked out all the power in Puerto Rico. Oh yeah, that's terrible. Have you seen the videos on that? No, I have not. Ooh. I've seen people like up to their roofs, like the water. It was it like something out of Katrina. Yikes! Like I looked on the Weather Channel one time, and it like the island of Puerto Rico was I don't know like a, like a bean or whatever, right? And there was a it was all bright red, like circling around it. Like it was mm-hmm. the, the eye went straight over Puerto Rico. Jeez. There was an island. I think it's not Puerto Rico. It was before that. Dominica. Sh- uh, it might have been. And they, you see, there's the picture, the video this mm-hmm. guy took. And it's like all you see is the streets is like a foot and it's covered in like logs or something. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Oh my. Like hurt. driftwood just on the street, you know, all the way down the main. 
Yeah, it's wow. her, Hurricane Maria. It was a uh, Category 4, made it up to Category 5, and it's tearing up the Caribbean. Uh, I, I saw a tweet that said it went from a Category 1 to a mm. Category 5 in 24 hours. So you're saying that Maria is the Chipotle <laughs> of Hurricane. Too soon. Yeah, it's too soon. I didn't laugh. I laughed at something else. So I do feel like we should care a lot more about Puerto Rico. Of course, I, I care about it. I think that... You can tell it on yourself that you don't care about Puerto Rico. No, I care a lot too, but yeah. it just it's the general American public. I wonder well, I wonder if they care enough about it. Like if that had been uh Hawaii, it would have been different. Had that been Texas. I feel like what, what would the outrage been like? I feel like uh America the country cares like a like a point eight about Puerto Rico, like a point nine about Hawaii, and then like a ten about all the mainland states. Like, what about Alaska? I think Alaska's like, like a no, Alaska's like a point nine. But nine two. Nine two. Guam. Oh, that's like yeah, Guam's slower than Puerto Rico. I don't even know which side of the country Guam's. <laughs> like. <laughs> I like I I care about it. Like you know, I'm well, I know where Guam is now. So North Korea pointing missiles. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's got to yeah. be on the west Pacific. side, yeah. Pacific. Yeah, but if you had asked me like before Rocket Man got into it, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't know like, which side. <laughs> yeah, but like on paper, I'm like, yes, give them all rights. Like I support all equally or whatever. But you know, right, I'm gonna put John Oliver. I'm gonna point to an island <laughs> and tell you that's Guam and see if you all believe. It's not even Guam. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so good luck to everybody in Puerto Rico. Oh, so they were saying that like there were people who evacuated some of the smaller islands for Hurricane Irma to and, like, Puerto Rico. and like went to Puerto Rico. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then got hit by that one. Oh, and there was this one funny one, and it was uh, this guy who was he he left uh, he left like Puerto Rico and stuff, and he was like, "I'm so glad to be in Miami." <laughs> <laughs> That's a, that reminds me. That, so like there was a guy who who was present in Nagasaki when the nuclear bomb hit there and, the like, sur- and like survived yeah. and then went to Hiroshima <laughs> and then they got hit with that bomb there yeah. and survived both. I guess he didn't get hit with the bomb, but like he was, I don't know, close enough to survive or some crap like that. And I was like, man, uh, that dude's either the luckiest dude in the world or the most unlucky dude in the world. I, I will say one thing about Puerto Rico. It is kind of a sad state of affairs when you watch these news part articles and you hear these things and they're like, and they don't refer to Puerto Rico as a part of the United States. Like, it's it's clearly mm. it's basically the fifty first state. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, that's a uh, that's not it. They're important. They're American citizens, and uh, you know our thoughts and prayers go out to Puerto Rico. Yes. All right. Uh, next item: Toys R Us files for bankruptcy, and that is a shot to my child's heart. To, to, well, not my child. To my my childish heart. <laughs> <laughs> What's Jeffrey gonna do? Subliminal slip. Uh, jo- Joffrey. Joffrey. It's Joffrey. Yeah. Your kid's name is Joffrey. No, the the giraffe. No, it was Jeffrey. Shoot. I don't know. I think I'm Gir- thinking of a giraffery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the mask. I guess maybe not anymore. But the old mascot for Toys R Us was Jeffrey the giraffe. Yep. Oh, yeah. Hmm. I used to love Toys R Us, man. I still do. I still go in there here and there to go look at Transformers. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, I don't know. Either there's going to be a big sale, or they're going to close some stores or something like that. Good hmm. luck to them. Okay, next item: Adidas overtakes Jordan brand to become the number two shoe brand in the USA. Johnny, what's number one? Uh, Skechers. Good job. All right. <laughs> but what's number one? <laughs> Nike. Good job. All right. <laughs> Air Jordans. <laughs> a uh, 3.6 magnitude quake hits LA. Uh, oh, I didn't even hear about that one. Yeah. Did you hear about that? No, but Mexico got a 7 know. point something. Yeah. yeah, so the difference between a 3.6 and a 7.1 yes. is, is 400? everything. <laughs> 400 magnitude. Yeah, it's crazy. So uh, so one, LA, so like there was a lot of the, the big movie stars tweeting about like, oh no, they hit an earthquake or whatever. Oh, so like, my hit, fishbowl rocked. <laughs> yeah, basically. Oh no, some diamonds fell off my ring. Sam, <laughs> <laughs> let me see what we got here. Um, oh, so a three point six earthquake it says. Uh, I, I looked up some description so we could get a feel for it for okay. our listeners. 
since we're in Florida, where not too many earthquakes happen. Yeah, not yet. Yeah, just you, wait till the old uh, day after tomorrow starts hitting. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. We have a hurricane that shakes Florida. You yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so a 3.6 is uh, felt quite noticeably by persons indoors, especially <laughs> on upper floors of buildings. Okay. Many people do not recognize it as an earthquake. Standing motor cars may rock slightly. Vibrations are similar to that of a passing truck. Okay, That's so. like nothing. Yeah, it's not that bad. Okay. But here's so that seven point so one Mexico got hit by two earthquakes like a week apart. Okay. There was like a seven point one and then like another seven point oh or something like that. Mm-hmm. The one that just and it, it, the videos are crazy, like the buildings are collapsing or whatever. So the one that happened there says um says the new quake that hit a little while ago happened about six hours after a national drill for earthquake preparedness the city participates in, because it was the thirty two year anniversary of this giant earthquake that happened that killed tens of thousands of people. Yeah. Oh, wow. Like to the day. Wow. So I don't know what's going on with that. Uh, let me see here. We got, um, oh, government data shows that immigrants have a positive net effect on the economy. Keep that in mind. Uh, next item. Orlando is the second most deadly police department in the country behind St. Louis, which was way worse. I don't oh, know wow. if I didn't hear about that. Okay. You're hmm. going crazy over here. And final item here, a cybersecurity company, wait, the cybersecurity company, McAfee, Releases the list of most dangerous celebrities online. Is John McAfee the number one? <laughs> oh, yeah. Isn't he, he's that, is he that crazy guy? <laughs> yeah. Then he, like, he like killed somebody or something. And yeah, like, had a drug empire. Yeah, he did that and like, fled to some island or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, you kind of lost me. So, an antivirus software company released a list of the most dangerous online celebrities. It says the research reveals which celebrities generate the riskiest search results. Ah, I got it. Oh. Got it. Yes. Okay. Uh, search results that could potentially expose their fans to malicious websites. Ooh. Okay. Any, any uh, guesses who number one is? Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber is number seven. Oh. oh okay. Number one, I'm going to guess uh, Kardashian. Mm, you'd think Kim Kardashian would be high up there, but but nope. She's good. Okay, so we got um, Avril Lavigne. What? Was ranked number one. <laughs> who still searches for her? Yeah, wow. Well. People who want viruses, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, I go to avrilavine.virus.blogspot.com. <laughs> spot. It's book, bookmarked. Uh, number two, let me see. We got a Carly Rae Jepsen. Uh, <laughs> Jeez. Let me see. We got a Zane Malik. Mm. Celine Dion. Oh, they're going for old people. Oh, man. <laughs> Calvin Harris. Smash Mouth. Justin Bieber. What? Nickelback. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> naming, I'm just naming old no. groups. Either, <laughs> uh, Justin Bieber, uh, Diddy, Katy Perry, and Beyonce. <laughs> hmm. There's a lot of Canadians on that list, so uh, look out for that. You can't trust them. <laughs> and that, my friends, is the, the rapid fire news. <laughs> for all of us here at News Center 4, I'm Ron Burgundy. You stay classy, San Diego. Uh, we'll be right back after this with our next segment. Welcome back to the Hunter Show. I'm Bo. I'm Lance. I'm Johnny. All right. So uh, we have a philosophical segment here. We're going to talk about one of the the big issues that are facing society right now. Okay. You know, the specifically things. men. <laughs> uh, I think it could be both men and women and everything in between, because we're a very inclusive podcast. All right. So I was I was talking with my girl, and she was like, um, I don't know, she was maybe watching Real Housewives or something like that. I forgot how it came up, but okay. she was thinking that I don't know. It was um, it came up about appraising wedding rings, like yep. it, to get the diamonds checked out or whatever, and in case. You know, see what it is. Like, I was like, oh man, like, you know, you might get some cubic zirconias. And I think they look the same. You can tell the difference. It's a you know, but expensive yeah. rock. It, mm-hmm. It's real stupid that you got to spend so much money on a rock. I always mm-hmm. thought diamonds are dumb. And then she was like, okay. Uh, she 
she wants to get a ring appraised in case and see what it's like or whatever. Like, that's crazy. I was like, well, that's fine because I plan on, you know, whenever I have a child, I'm going to swab the baby's mouth and get a DNA test. <laughs> Make sure it's mine. And then she got outraged. And I was like, well, I mean, are we, it was one a trust issue versus the other? I'm like. So what was the motivation behind getting it appraised? What was the motivation to fact check? The giver of the ring to say, "Hey, yeah. I want to make sure this is a real ring." Or if you get like a, what other motivation is there? A one carat ring, or like two, you get a four carat ring, and they're like, huh, four carats." Yeah, you've been working uh, where uh, McDonald's? Huh? <laughs> yeah, that doesn't wait. Look it's, like four, a, that is, it's four a lot or it's four not a lot? I feel like four is a lot. Four is a lot. Four is a lot. That's, okay, that's a lot of beta carotene. Anyways, um, <laughs> yeah, no. So when you have expensive ring or any expensive, uh, highly valued personal property, you could get insurance on it. Yep. So you got to get appraised for that purpose, I could see. Yeah. Because you want to insure it to just the right amount. Not too much and overpay for insurance and not too little where you can't get it replaced. That's not what she was talking about. <laughs> okay. Just checking. Just double checking. So I was, I was, I was like, you know, uh, I feel like one is, is, like if you get scammed on one versus the other, one is way worse than the other. Like if you, if you end up raising some other man's child, that's way worse than getting scammed on a ring. So, so it comes down to trust at some point. Does it though? It, it, so is it trust... So so, how does a like a prenup fit into that scenario as well? Like, are we going to be together forever? If so, then why do we need a prenup? But at the same time, prenup is a very logical path. Sometimes I think you should get a prenup. Even like that's you know? perfect perfect example. I don't think that whether or not you get a prenup is an indication about how much you trust and or love your your mate. Says three guys on a podcast. <laughs> well, it says one. I don't know. <laughs> Am I hearing two? Both. Okay, what are you saying about people <laughs> getting prenup? You're saying that I, if you get a prenup, you don't trust? No, I, I don't think that it is a, a reflection good, on a, a good indicator of whether or not you trust and or love your mate if you get a prenup. I totally disagree. Uh, I, I think well, society it, would say prenup. It, at my economic level, yes, uh, I would say that is an indicator. Six figures. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if well, that could be if, a lot of different stuff. Let's say, let's say I I am uh, the starting guard for the New York Knicks. Ah, yes. Yeah, okay. So I'm out there. I'm passing the ball around. And then I see this really cute concession stand girl. Mm-hmm. She, You want fries with that? And then and I'm like... I bet you do. Yeah, and and I'm like, man, I should get married to this girl. She she gives yeah. me extra fries. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I would probably say it's a smart thing to get a prenup then. Why? You know. Why? Well, I mean, I'm not... I mean, you, you say that as though, like, uh, you both the... The occupation you have, losing half your pension is going to be a bad thing. <laughs> like, you, you don't want to end up getting screwed no matter how much money you get. You have. Yeah. Getting screwed, getting screwed. It just seems like <laughs> <laughs> I would probably be much more uh, willing to get a prenup if I had a whole ton of money and, and the girl had none. And, 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 and you might have it backwards because what do you care if, if you got $100 million? What do you care if you lose 10? You said well, that 90. True. Yeah. yeah but, but, so, what if the concession stand girl said, hey, hey, honey? I know you're a rich point guard or front guard or second guard, whatever that guard was. Right? Yeah, only one of those is real. <laughs> <laughs> right? I'm the center guard. Center guard, okay. Yeah. Hey, center also, guard. Also fake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let me feed these lies for okay. them. You know I don't know my sports. Okay. Okay, so so you're, you're the back guard. Okay. Um, <laughs> hey, honey, I know... You, I don't want you to think I'm, I'm dating you or loving you mm. for your money. Okay. So I know, I know. I promise you verbally right now with nothing written down that if we should ever separate or divorce, I would not go after your money. Okay. That's so sweet. You know, honey, 
look at that camera over there. Can you say that again? <laughs> <laughs> hey, come be on the podcast, babe. We're going to talk about marriage issues. <laughs> uh, yeah. But trust. I think that's what the fundamental thing is, man. It's still trust. Do I trust this person I love so much and marry and spend the rest of my life with to not steal my money? It's not a trust thing. It's a trust. It's a pure trust. We start off with trust of why are you getting this ring of praise? Because I don't trust this is a real ring. Um, I, may, well, maybe I that get the baby tested because I'm not sure that's my baby. Well, it's trust. It's just, it's just, an, it's just like a, a, a nice fuzzy feeling. So the, the prenup is maybe even separate, right? Because everybody gets divorced. It's like it's not even. Well, not everybody. Gets not every. Well, true. Not everybody. There are very happy people out there. I think on average, one out of three. Way, way too many people. A, a lot of people get divorced enough to where it's like you, like on your wedding day, and you on your divorce day. Are two totally different people, but honey, and you may trust wedding day mate, but you don't trust divorce day mate, and you don't know if or if not that person's going to turn into that honey, person. That's not going to be us. We we talk through things. We know each other. We know we love each other. Look, I've never been married, <laughs> but I look around and everybody I know, like uh, my, everybody in my family, <laughs> been divorced, it, and it happens, right? So it's like I don't think it, it's like it's not even a trust thing because it's just like. A, there's some science that happens in like the eighth year of a marriage where people uh, grow apart or do whatever. So I think this is where, as three guys, we would vehemently agree with each other. I think. Can you vehemently agree? <laughs> I can. I agree. <laughs> I agree too. Indeed. <laughs> okay, there you go. <laughs> but I think we had a female uh, sitting in, on this session with us. She would disagree. Well. Because I, I guess typically the, well, okay. uh, the woman in the relationship is the one that gets screwed the worst. Uh, so I, I can see where she's coming from there. And maybe, is it is that the case? What unless we like married to Mariah Carey? Unless, unless I marry Mariah Carey. <laughs> yeah, like because, wait, wait. You know, you said the woman gets screwed all the time. Because the woman, what stereotypically earns less than a man. Yeah, and then like they're the ones that take off to raise the children. Stereotypically, suffer they, a career setback because of that. Yeah, and you know, the, women make less money than a man uh, yeah. because of various oh, reasons. The to, body changes because the babies. Yeah, but ba- ba- well, have you not thought this stuff through? Well, like, no, no. You're she saying, puts me through law school. Yeah, so you're saying that you're saying that a, a woman gets screwed because of marriage, or or she takes a stereotypically, you know, I want to cover my bases here so I yeah. can still be a good progressive man. Uh, historically speaking, stereotypically or whatever, the woman often like if one of us has to have a career, like like I hear a lot of stories about like women working while the man goes to like doing a, a retail job or whatever while the man goes to law school, then he becomes a high power power lawyer, married secretary, divorces her, leaves her screwed. Like she should, like if she has a prenup or whatever, and she gets screwed, that is bad. She should still mm-hmm. get, you know, some compensation for the work she put in to help, you know, make him become what he became. Uh, like that is part of her thing, or, or like I don't know, Jordan's wife or whatever, who was there when he was in college. Yeah, like she deserves some of that because she was probably, you know, raising his kids while he was doing all the stuff, like uh, helping him with advice, probably being uh, his rock and stuff like that. Like that, that earns money. I'm not saying we need to screw these people over. But I've seen some some of these divorces or whatever. I like it to be the dude out defending, defending the divorces. <laughs> but like you know, that, that's the, that's the rationale. That's it. that's just how the cookie crumbles. No, I'm not Are you being serious. I'm pro marriage and you're pro divorce. That's what. That's what. That's what you just said. That's well, the takeaway. Uh, and we'll and we'll be right back. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, man, I'm gonna go ahead and say I'm playing devil's advocate here because like as I'm saying these things, I'm like I don't even agree with this per se. I don't think that. <laughs> What are you saying? <laughs> I don't even know, right? <laughs> You're not pro-divorce. I, I think you should be able to get divorced for sure. Yeah. yeah. I don't know that it's like a good thing. I'm not saying it's a good thing. But okay. you, should, you should be able to get divorced. Okay, yes. I don't think anyone says that. No, well, I, there yeah. were people yeah, on there who say you shouldn't. <laughs> so, yeah. so are we for 
prenup now, I think that's what you talk yourself out of. You no. talk yourself out of, hey, as a woman, you should not get a prenup, but as a guy, you should. Uh, I, th- <laughs> I think I'm fine with prenups. <laughs> Or like, or, or like the richer person should get a prenup. I like, I like how Johnny Sunscreen is like. That's funny. <laughs> if what? if Michael Jordan had got that prenup with that woman who had helped raise his children and was a rock mm-hmm. in his life, she would definitely be screwed to the pooch. Well, I, well, with the assumption that your prenup screws her. Like, you, there are some pretty good prenups out there. Like, I think. Uh, Janet, well, I'm not going to sign a prenup that screws me. Well, it won't screw you, but it's fair. You can be fair. Like Janet Jackson. She, I keep all my money. <laughs> well, that's not fair. <laughs> Janet Jackson like married a billionaire, like would it be right? And I think that her her uh, her prenup that they that he made her sign because she's she's rich, but she's like hundred million rich. He's a billionaire, okay. and I think their prenup was like if he, they're married for five years and she has one child, then she gets like I don't know like a hundred million dollars or something crazy like that. And so like she had they had a baby and it was all happy. I heard about that. I was See, like, I, I couldn't do that. That's like we'll have you're, could, you're well no you're I am contractually. It's like I'm. I, like the money for a kid, you know. Well, it's not like that. They were going to have a baby anyway. Yeah, it's like an if then statement. It's not like a. Yeah, there you go. It's must. It's not a do statement. Okay. Well, I mean, you do got to get done to get that baby. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 so the so, thing so, I was going to ask, but is, like, but the thing with Janet okay. Jackson is, is like they got divorced on, on like a uh, year, year five, yep. day ten. <laughs> okay. And <laughs> yeah, yeah that look good. So, they, yeah. <laughs> so that kind of puts into the fact that. She stayed there for to write out the prenup thing. Well, I guess I, in my mind, she was only unhappy for like the last ten days, like four years. Mm. <laughs> oh, wait, she was she was only unhappy for like the last year. Year, okay. Because I think uh, didn't uh, Tom Cruise's wife? Which one? Oh, right. he had three. Damn, that's right. Uh, Katie Nicole Holmes. Kidman? Katie Holmes. I feel like she stayed just long enough for her prenup to kick in, like the good part of hey, the prenup to kick in. Did, did you know Tom Cruise dated Penelope Cruz? That makes sense. Are they in a movie? Yeah, I missed that one. But there's named there the last movie. names are spelled differently, right? Oh, yes. She, she would have had to change it. She could have been Penelope Cruz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So, uh, well, uh, wait. Would you get a prenup? Like right now? Yeah. I mean, who am I marrying? Am I marrying? Uh, you're, you're not marrying. You're not marrying a billionaire. You're marrying someone that is makes about equivalent to you, right? Equivalent now. to maybe a little bit less to a little more. Uh yeah, but I would be like if we get divorced, I get to keep Dev- uh, Devastator, uh, my PlayStation, <laughs> okay, um, my, all my my collection of Gundams <laughs> and, and the like, because <laughs> uh, you know some women be spiteful, but some you know get divorced and she's like, I want the I want Devastator. Oh yeah, she probably takes it and throws him out the window. Oh my gosh, I'd, that I'd, could be. I'd be more hurt from that than the breakup. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I feel like we didn't cover the the thing about the DNA test. <laughs> 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 all right, so uh. So yeah, I think that covers that issue pretty good. I think uh, what we're not going to do is divorce our audience because we love you so much and we're going to be with you forever. No, I think <laughs> I'm pretty sure we're going to make them sign a prenup. <laughs> you want to keep listening to us? Uh, give us a five star review, or else we won't be around much longer. Yeah, there you go. There you do. That's uh, the agreement that you've signed up to by downloading this episode. <laughs> it's like the iTunes agreement. <laughs> we'll be right back. Hey, welcome back to the Junto Show. I'm Lance. I'm Johnny, and I'm Bo. Hey, okay. Thank you for uh, for listening. All right, so I had this uh, this interesting story that I, that I saw, and I think it's it's very timely, and uh, and I think worth talking about here. So it's uh, I want to give you guys the story of Stanislav Petrov, the man who saved the world. Ooh, Whoa, I might know this one. I'm thinking Bo might have heard about it. Johnny, definitely not. <laughs> All right, he, he's recently died too. Uh, yeah, he, yeah, and that's why it like, came up. And I, but I think his story is super fascinating, and 
a good story to understand for like when you're trying to gauge how dangerous the world is right now, because I'm hoping that there is a Stanislav Petrov at work right now, because I think we, we might need him. All right. So this guy, he's the former Soviet military officer credited with saving the world from nuclear destruction. He died at the age of 77. Stanislav Petrov was a lieutenant colonel in the Soviet Air Defenses Forces. He was the officer on duty on the Soviet Union's early warning center when a malfunctioning computers signaled the United States had launched missiles at the uh, USSR in 1983. Mm. So he's sitting at his console and he got his computers are lighting up saying mm. the United States have launched five missiles mm. at you right now. That's one heck of a glitch. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. And it's his job. Like his, his orders upon receiving that message are to alert the, the higher ups yep. to launch missiles for mutually assured destruction and basically start or retaliate to the nuclear war and obliterate the United States because the United States has just tried to obliterate them. Mm -hmm. But Stanislav decided that he thought that, excuse me, that the United States, if, if they were going to launch their missiles, they would have launched way more than five. So he thought to himself, this is probably a glitch. I'm not going to report this. He ignored the warnings and he's credited with averting nuclear Armageddon. So his thing was, so a couple of the things about him, right? He was uh, educated in, public schools where everybody arrest around him were, were like uh, educated in military schools. Mm-hmm. So he was saying, they said that if he had, uh, if it had been one of the military guys who had saw the message instead of him, you know, they're trained to obey orders, oh, yeah, follow exactly. protocol or whatever. Go, they would have just go. reported it like that. And now they just, mm-hmm. just like that. That's how close we were. Mm. You know, if this guy had, I don't know, not had coffee that day mm-hmm. or if he didn't eat his gruel or his uh, borscht. <laughs> gulag. Or, yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's what gulag is. <laughs> <laughs> if he didn't have his gulag in the morning <laughs> that day, you know, we could have had a nuclear Russian holocaust Ovaltine. in 1983. And so I, I think it's very interesting or illustrative to understand how, how close we've been to the brink of this nuclear war before because I don't know that yeah. now, yeah. <laughs> you know, we've got uh, p- people – People are so on edge, you know, with all the talk or whatever. I'm like, man, like uh, we need to have people who are maybe willing to give us the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> now yeah. that we got it anymore. <laughs> Hopefully the system is smart enough to see through glitches like that. Yeah. And I, I don't even know if I would, though, right? <laughs> like, I feel like if I'm sitting there and the computer is like, uh, you know, missiles have launched. You got you to gotta have some, some real Russian uh, gulags to... to, 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 to <laughs> To just ign- to ignore the indications and and I, you think you've got the uh, I well, do I do feel like that story's there's probably context there. I'm, I, this is just my <laughs> my feeling that okay, you're in 1970s 80s Russia. You know, I would say that probably five out of eight boxes that you that come off the manufacturing floor work correctly, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to extend that kind of success to these really high. These really these computers right here that reliability yeah right and so you 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 see this computer going off and you're like hmm I mean that thing's been broken been breaking the whole entire time you know I think that it's probably more likely that yeah. they're just surrounded by a bunch of crappy equipment well, that does happen a lot <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. I, me I went to more humorous sarcastic place with that story i think because oh hilarious <laughs> I, just, I, I, I feel like, like let's say we stepped inside a time machine and got back in time we actually saw um him in action at this moment i feel like we would actually see him just falling asleep <laughs> and, oh, then yeah. him, and then him waking up later like oh oh, oh, oh man oh. I, I totally missed it i'm uh, I, I i i guess i'll just blame it on a uh, sensor glitch <laughs> and now he's famous saving the world yep man yeah. well i mean it's possible 
That's okay, so he says he's uh, probably drunk on vodka. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sleeping there. He's like, vodka man. saves. <laughs> well, there's lint on the computer. <laughs> Look like missile. I mean, wipe off. Oh no, it's five missile. So it says uh, <laughs> uh, he had. Uh, I says the machine indicated the information was of the highest certainty. He later recalled, on the wall, big red letters burnt the word "start." That meant the missile had definitely been fired. <laughs> he said he had just minutes to decide whether to assess the attack as genuine and inform the Kremlin that the United States had started World War Three. Man, I'm I just can't take that seriously because he, he's looking at an eight-bit system, probably eighty-three, eighty-three. I'm if kidding. that, no, yeah, no, so it's very blockish. The data is like blinking in only one monochromatic green color. It's probably like a, a, a light bulb probably. behind yeah. a metal cut out of the word "start." <laughs> just <Yeah>. like, like <laughs> <laughs> so, I wonder what these five missiles look like on the screen, like. I don't know, but like whatever it was, it was state of the art. Five ants <laughs> running across the screen. It's probably mean, just like a dial that went to number five. Or something. It was just like it was just like war, not war. And then <laughs> I was like, oh no, the war lights on. <laughs> That's got to be pretty stressful. You're you're just in like a metal cage, and you have a you look at a thing that says like war, yes or no. <laughs> All day. And it comes, like you look up, it's on. You're like, Whoa. <laughs> what if it's a needle and it's like running the halfway mark? Yeah. Oh man, what do I do? What do I do? <laughs> we're, we're at wah. <laughs> oh no, wait till the R lights up. Yeah, and then there were a couple of other uh, instances where you know we came close to the edge of nuclear obliteration, or whatever. So I just say that you know to let you guys know that you should uh, definitely be quaking in your boots and hope and pray that there is right now. Somewhere in both America and in various other countries, a Stanislav Petrov mm. looking out for your safety and mine. We'll be right back. All right. Welcome back. I'm Johnny. I'm Bo. And I'm ready to be led. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, let me lead you uh, right now into the captain's ready room. So this is the uh, session where we talk about productivity, leadership, adventuring, all that good stuff, right? So for today's, I want to talk about adventuring, how to adventure. So in terms of Star Trek, that's leading in an away mission. Ooh, all right. All right. So we're going to go down to this planet, what do we do, and all that good stuff. For So I talk to a lot of folks around. I tell them about uh, some of the trips I've been to, or they ask about it. And the reaction I get sometimes like, oh, man, so how? jealous. Oh, it's like, how do I even get there? Like, I, I get the sensation of like, they don't even know where to begin, right? I mean, you plane plane ticket? Like, who are you talking to? <laughs> well, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it starts with a plane ticket, right? Mm-hmm. But even then, it's just so daunting for some folks who have never left the United States. True, passport, and, yeah. and their idea Visa. of a of a big lifelong trip is to Europe, right? Which is awesome, mm-hmm. but that's as as far as it gets. And Europe is a Western type country that looks almost identical to us to a degree, just different language and different food, probably older buildings. Or buildings. So, so like we're driving left hand side, maybe. What so. are some of these uh, these exotic places you've been to, Johnny? Uh, Regale us with your stories of exotic well, travels. Well, I'm glad you asked, Lance. <laughs> uh, so my uh, credits include going to uh, Namibia in mm. Africa, ah. renting a uh, land uh, cruiser and driving around for a solid week plus out there, seeing the uh, safaris and the sand dunes. Um, going on a tour of Tibet for a week long, going, getting to see the base camp of Everest from the Tibet side. Uh, Nepal by myself first time going on a solo trip nice seeing the Himalayas from that angle uh, Chile with you Lancey mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I travel a little bit too here Johnny's not the only uh, cultured uh, person among us <laughs> wipes eyebrows <laughs> <laughs> so, so I've been to some lesser known places not by any means a crazy off destination like 
Afghanistan or yeah, something or like Montana. that. Montana. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, so I came up with some tips, some thoughts, right? So how how to get started on an adventure like this, right? Ah, nice. So, uh, first tip maybe is determine the type of adventure you want to have. Right, so what kind of adventure are we doing? Are we going for a high-end luxury? I want to go for an experience that uh, celebrities go for, perhaps. Ah, uh, yes. Am I going for a secluded um, spot that uh, not many people in the world have been to? Am I going for a landscape view, a, a, a grand vista, perhaps? Right, or am I going rugged and no, going to no. the back country? No, <laughs> you know your favorite lands. You can you can cut out that one where I'm by myself in some foreign country, <laughs> and you can cut out that one where I'm uh, yeah. roughing it uh, in some type of spider infested uh, <laughs> hellhole. <laughs> or, or maybe going to like a giant metropolis city too. There you go. That's the one. That's more on the beaten path, probably more often than not. All right. So step one: determine what type of adventure you want to have. Okay. So I like the idea of considering travel an adventure instead of just like a trip. If you can, if you come at it, I think if you're like planning your trip to go do some stuff or whatever, you go on it with one mindset and you end up with one set of outcomes. If you consider, you know, the girl's trip or the or the guy's trip as mm-hmm. the guy's adventure, I feel like you're going to do different stuff if you call yeah. it an adventure the whole time. So that's interesting. Just that little different t- tweak of yeah, calling yeah, yeah. it an adventure versus a trip, quote unquote. I think yeah. will 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 drive you to do different stuff. So that's an interesting little hack there. Is it, yeah, so it sets up your mental mindset to be a little different. Mm, yeah, I would expect more hijinks. On an adventure. Ooh, maybe there will be. Yeah. So what kind of adventure were you all in the mood for? Let's say right now, in this moment, what kind of adventure are you guys in the mood for? Okay, so I'm going to start with my goal of this trip, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I want to go somewhere, and I want to have my perspective on the world changed, Mm -hmm. and then come back a different person. All right. Wow. Okay. I want it to to have a mind-shattering experience. (laughs) All right. I'm, I typically try to avoid those. Okay. <laughs> like shattering, I feel like that's, that's, a, All right. that's a tough choice of words you picked there. Yeah. Looks like we're sending him to Iraq. Yeah, he wants to go to <laughs> the gulag. <laughs> <laughs> that's mind shattering over there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you come up with something. Maybe mind shattering was a bit too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, paradigm shattering, paradigm shifting. Yes. So, so, like so where would that be, Lance? Uh, for what, for Bo? Yeah, for Bo here. Like mind shattering. That's. Mm, let me see. Where should Bo go to go and, and learn something new? You should go to like one of these, uh, like one of these ab. Oh, I would say one of these like Aboriginal villages in like Australia or whatever. Ooh. But I don't think they people want to be bugged. I don't want to like go have you bug True. people. True. You're like, hey, what's going? On? What's that? What's that? What are you doing? How do you, <laughs> how do you, how do you make this? How do you make that basket? <laughs> They're like going over talking to their buddies. They're like, oh, how do we keep this white guy alive out here? It's like, oh man, third white guy this month. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know anything. <laughs> Quick, put on these oven mitts full of bullet ants. <laughs> yeah, that'll change your mind. <laughs> We want you to get the pie out of the oven and put these oven mitts on. <laughs> Say, look at him, look at him. He's got the mitts on. He's going to put them on. He's going to put them on. <laughs> I got the white guys always fall through this prank. Oh, man. Okay. Now no, let's, no, we all let's do this. dance around them. We all do this, Bo. We all do this. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, um, I'm going to think Antarctica. What do you think about that, Bo? Antarctica is mind uh, altering. Oh, there you go. Some type of in mm-hmm. endurance test where you, where you challenge your body, push it to the limits. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would say I would I would probably the whole pushing myself to the limits. I do kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you I did that in Antarctica, I could push myself to death <laughs> <laughs> very easily out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Very true. Very yeah. true. Well, what about what about you, Lance? What would be your yeah. stated goal of a trip? I think I'm more of a big city kind of guy, so I think I would like well one. That that seeing other cultures thing is is super dope and is real. Um, not Israel. I don't want to go there. But like, uh, 
so there's something to be said there. I, I, like nothing comes to the top of mind, but well, so like when we went to Chile, right? Seeing um, it was perspective changing in and of itself. Being in a place where you don't speak the language, well, I speak a little Spanish, but like not well, right? So being fish out of water there, kind of it really like strips you of a lot of your uh, your I don't know, I won't say confidence, but like your hmm. it, it it forces you to like rely on people more because you're like you don't really know what's going on and you kind of have to talk to people and you have to be very very polite, and so it's humbling, it's humbling, yeah, in, in a way that you don't really get so much as like a top of the food chain, you know, uh, alpha predator human. American or whatever to like go there and, and kind of be humble. That sounds really cocky. <laughs> <laughs> Don't end up that. Out. Okay. So uh, and so so actually, let's let's be concrete. Me and Lance are about to go on a trip to Southeast Asia. Wanna, it's really going to humble me. <laughs> <laughs> where we're going to hit up uh, Vietnam, Cambodia, Thailand, and a little bit of Korea if it's still there. <laughs> right. So with that trip, what are you hoping to get out of that trip, Lance? That adventure. Uh. So I, so Johnny, you're doing a lot of the planning on that. I I appreciate that. So I think. What I am planning or most looking, I won't say most looking for, what I'm planning to get out of that is experiencing a different country's culture, the the people, the sights, the sounds, and broadening my horizons about how other people live. Okay. Uh, like, for example, I, I spent some time, man, this is also first world <laughs> but like I went to, I went to, to Europe and I, I went to, um, to Italy and spent some time there and did like an Airbnb. It was, mm-hmm. it was cheaper. But the cool thing about that was you stayed with some actual Italian people and you saw how they lived. And I was like, okay, there's little differences versus how like they use a lot less power, like not as much ice cubes. Um, they didn't have mm-hmm. a dryer, like they hung their clothes out to dry. And I was like, okay, like this is a much more sustainable experience. Like as an American, everything is automated. Like you use your AC on like 72 degrees, just burning energy using all these resources. Mm-hmm. But like even in, in Rome, like a big city in Italy, they used way, way fewer resources than like, than an American. And I was like, oh, this is a much better way of doing it. And then I come back to America. <laughs> you crank down the AC. <laughs> and I do the same thing. But I was like, <laughs> you know, there, there is a way to live a lot more sustainably than, than what I'm doing. Like they recycle more and stuff. And I was like, man, you know, this is good to see that other people are doing that. And then I you know, poured myself a big glass of a uh, four loco. <laughs> <laughs> Giant ice cubes. <laughs> okay, so, so we got mind shattering for Bo and we got uh, a very cultural deep experience for Lance. I don't say deep. Uh <laughs> What's 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 between deep and shallow? <laughs> Whatever that is, that's what I want. <laughs> okay. All right. So step one. Okay, we've identified mm-hmm. the type of adventure we want to have, and we've probably even narrowed it down to a little bit to where in the world that could be. Right. Mm-hmm. So step two in my process for uh, adventuring is once you have that in mind and you get the destination a little bit right, it's pretty easy. To just do a Google search for the top spots to go see. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. Vietnam, we had an idea in mind, um, another buddy on this trip, he had the vision to say, I want to see the the sea, the, the South China Sea area where those giant limestone rocks are popping up in those junk ships um, all around area. And it's very picturesque when you think about that region of uh, of uh, Southeast Asia, right? So that's oh, those long, long boats. Those, those are the junks, right? The the junk boats are the ones with the kind of like a um, like a horse a horse it's like the ones you see in Hong Kong harbor right yeah it's got a sail that looks like a red sail it looks yeah. like a like a like a sea like a marlin's fin or something yeah exactly yeah. exactly okay. yeah and and the limestone rocks that just jut up there's like thousands of them in this in this ocean okay right there right so that's the picturesque that we that we want to get to so you do a Google search for that area and this area is uh, Halong Bay Vietnam. Um, and TripAdvisor is a fantastic resource for that. 
uh, Lonely Planet is a fantastic resource, and even The Guardian is a great resource for that. The newspaper? Um, well, they have an online um, uh, article, journal too, as well, that talks about different trips and adventures that their journalists go on. Cool. So, so a uh, combination of those resources, I narrowed down to like, okay, here are the top sites to guarantee a good experience that are there. It might be a little touristy, but that's also a little safe for us too, right? So it balances between safety and how far off the beaten path you want to go. I, I lean towards safety. Yeah. <laughs> so between those sites now, we kind of even further narrow it down to the top ones that actually pique your interest. And then I balance that against a Google Maps to see where are all these things located because it takes a long time to get to these places sometimes. So you want to maximize your stay there. So I kind of look around the areas like, well, out of the five things I want to do, that fifth one is like way out there. I may just have to cut that off the list unless it's really worthwhile, right? So that's how I kind of juggle between um, what top size and how to arrange that. And then I just pick a, a location, again, based off of those resources, where to go stay at and based on your budget, of course. So what do you guys think? I like that. Uh, I think a thing that is good to keep in mind once you start like becoming a high-level traveler like yourself is to, to not spend too, too much time traveling like in, in between your trips. And, like Once you, you know, you're going to spend your day or whatever on a plane to get to the other place, and then you don't want to waste too much of, of, your, of your time just like traveling from place to place. Like It might be better to kind of focus on a certain t- area. If, yeah, if not you unless you're there for a long time or something. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't like super long yeah. trips. I like, I like home. You know, okay. yeah. bed's nice. Well, it's not really, but it's home. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so I guess the last tip I have on these trips is um, splurge on the gear that you need for this trip. I feel like um, like tools, like uh, cooking utensils and such, having the right uh, tool utensil really matters. So for a trip like this, um, I would splurge to find the right, um, if it's a backpack, day pack you need, or the, the right water filter you need to make sure you guarantee you don't get the Traveler's diarrhea <laughs> <laughs> and such, I'd say it's worth it. Man, I tell you, I went camping uh, when I first uh, got to, to, to Florida and made my new friends when I got my job. And you guys, everybody's like, hey, let's go camping. And I was like, I've never been, but I'll go. And I did not have the right gear. And like, so I'm out there in the woods and it's like starts raining and everybody like pulls out there. Well, they have these waterproof shoes, which I didn't even know existed. They've got like waterproof packs and whatnot. I'm like in some Air Maxes and my shoes get all wet. My socks get all wet. Everybody else is just like trudging along fine. And my feet are like deteriorating from being so wet. <laughs> you have a trench foot. <laughs> yeah. Well, like I put some, some Publix bags on, on my shoes to try to keep them from Oh, it wet. was hilarious. Yeah, they still talk about it. I'm just like, I didn't even know waterproof shoes existed, right? Like how do you, I mean, keep water out your... Yeah, uh, your Adidas. <laughs> I didn't know the thing. So, well, I mean, so in backpacking terms, layering is a big deal. But your version of layering was uh, <laughs> foot, sock, plastic bag, uh, Air Jordans, and sweatpants. <laughs> and sweatpants. Yeah, <laughs> sweatpants. I'm, I'm like crossing a yeah. river in sweatpants. <laughs> <laughs> I fell in and they weighed thirty pounds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you definitely want to make sure you have the proper, the appropriate gear for the trip that you're taking. Otherwise, you're, you're going to you know, be, be mad. <laughs> so, so ha- have you thought for the uh, Southeast Asia trip plans? If there's any special gear you'd be looking for? Uh, well, you know, all I wear now is these uh, stretch pants, these hiking pants, and whatnot. So, I got plenty of those. I've got um some uh, some uh, uh, I Heart Canada shirt, so people won't know <laughs> <laughs> I'm from the United States. Uh, actually, today I bought a, uh, a solar battery pack for my oh, phone hey. to help me navigate around the town or something like that. So, I figured that'd be useful. Uh, you know, comfortable shoes. I don't know. I think that's about it. Like, is there something I should be getting? Oh, and uh, uh, my girl's going to get me like some mosquito repellent because she doesn't want me to get um, I don't know, 
Yellow fever. Dengue fever or something like yeah. that? <laughs> mm, what kind of? Uh, I don't know. She was like, you got to wash your clothes in this special mosquito stuff. and it'll. Uh, I guess some of that. Yeah. Oh, you want to go share with nobody? I see what's going on. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was I like, I'm, so. I'm telling you, I'm like, hey, Johnny, I got this stuff. <laughs> You're like, oh, man, I've been here that. <laughs> I think the only, um, one more additional gear I'll be getting is the uh, water filtration system. Uh, and our other buddy on the trip, Lori, has one. It's like a cup within a cup. Mm-hmm. So the outside cup, you put the water in it. Then the uh, um, the other cup inserts into it, and you press on it, kind of like a French press. Oh, okay. As you go through it, it filters out ninety nine point whatever ninety nine nine percent of the bacteria and viruses and such. And I have a UV pen on top of that just in case, but it'll work good for third world type countries where. Okay. But it doesn't give out heavy heavy metals though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you put the uh, <laughs> don't put mercury in there. <laughs> well, I'm saying it filters out heavy metal, and it's just all it leaves you is with a nice classic rock. <laughs> <laughs> You start pressing out, and it's like, hello, I'm John Tesh. John! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like John Tesh. He gives good advice. I bet you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's well, a phrase that come from Bo, actually. Y'all are going uh, to Southeast Asia. Yeah. Um, now, you, Johnny, know uh, some Vietnamese. Yes. And very limited. Very limited. And Chris knows Korean, so you have... Uh, two of the four countries Two covered. of the four countries covered yeah what will y'all be doing for the rest of the time as far as understanding language let's say there's no wi-fi and you need to i'm gonna i'm like download uh various dictionaries of the country in which i'm gonna go so i'll you know get like the common phrases whatever like where is the bathroom what meat is this because <laughs> uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I don't eat beef and pork um i don't know various other things like uh help <laughs> like I don't know these people. <laughs> yeah. yeah, not not much here. I think I think we rely on the kindness of uh, of the strangers and gestures, and I think for the most part, again, this is where we're very lucky to be Americans. Is in uh, most other countries, in, especially in the tourist areas, they speak English. Lots of signs are in English. Airports have English signs. It's it's very lucky. Yep. So are we going to be in tourist areas for the most part? Yes. Okay, good. Yeah, pretty much. We'll be in very touristy areas. There you go, guys. Well, uh, hope you enjoy those tips. And if you do go out adventuring somewhere, please let me know how it goes and give me some feedback if you have any additional insights on your away mission. Yeah, make sure you take the Junto Show with you on your next trip. We'll be right back. Hey, welcome back to the Junto Show. I'm your roving pa- TMZ reporter, Lance. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Johnny. And I got the scoop. I'm Bo. All right, we're gonna talk did, about. Did you two work on stuff? Did you just not tell me? No, nah, I, I like. I, they should know I'm Lance by now. Like, who's the guy that talks real fast and, and, and has a high, <laughs> high pitched voice? It's Lance. I mean, there's three of us. Good God, <laughs> it shouldn't be that hard. All right, so we're gonna do our world famous pop culture segment right now. So, uh, man, there was a lot of. Uh, oh, I guess we might have been talking about divorce a little bit earlier over dinner. So a couple of uh, power couples. Have broken up in the last uh, week or so. No. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Kobe? Uh, what? Kobe? Bryant? Are you telling or asking? I'm asking. Oh, I haven't heard about. Okay. That's who you go to? Kobe Bryant? He's a power couple, right? I Kobe mean, and his wife. What's his wife's name? Uh, <laughs> Mrs. Bryant. <laughs> I was going to the same thing. Uh, Vanessa. <laughs> Vanessa. Uh, uh, Fergie and her husband, I believe, Josh Duhamel. Duhamel. They broke up. What's this world coming to? You okay about that? Uh, no, no, not that heartbroken over that one. Yeah. I'm, I'm still reeling from the uh, Chris Pratt and Anna, uh, Anna Ferris one. I really like them together too. I yeah. really like them together. Anna Ferris also, you know, low key is a 
pretty attractive. <laughs> yeah, she is. You see that House Bunny movie? I was like, okay, that interference. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I guess he got that uh, reached that next level of fame. Yeah. Uh, also, I uh, saw that. Um, have you guys been hearing about Kevin Hart? Oh, yep. I heard a little bit about this. What'd you hear? I'm Please fill in. No, all I heard is he was trying. He was getting blackmailed for his uh, indiscretions. Mm-hmm. So maybe instead of giving into the blackmail, he just confessed to it and came out publicly with it. And I that, that's that that's pretty much it. So it, it's a slow burn, right? So a few weeks yeah. ago, it was like there was some rumblings about it, and then you know, like Black Twitter was like, mm, "Something's going on in Kevin Hart world." And then uh, I think. Then he like posted a picture of him and his wife on vacation, like everything's fine. And then like here we are, where it's like uh, he's he's uh, doing the video on he did a video on Instagram, like ah, you know they caught your boy. Uh, you know I gotta come out and be a man. I put myself in some situations I shouldn't have. And uh, say know. it ain't so, Kevin. <laughs> I know, right? Oh man, Kevin Hart, who cheated on his first wife with his current wife, <laughs> is now cheating on his current wife with some woman. Shocked. Shocker. <laughs> Shocked. So, yeah, the the story is, or the rumor is that there's a video of it. I think there's, you know, I don't know, screenshots or whatever. I'm sure TMZ has it already of him, I don't know, like cheating on his wife. Ooh. With, uh, I think the, the the caption I saw was a traveling stripper. <laughs> so, uh, I guess that's a nice way of saying it's escort. Good, it's, good tra- <laughs> it's like a traveling nurse? Uh, I mean, she's, she's got that, that healing <laughs> when you get that feeling. <laughs> so, what I what I think happened, right, was that, um, and yes, she, uh, Kevin... Put put out the video, called her out because I guess she was trying to extort money out of him. Like I won't tell people about or release this video if you pay me. I heard it was millions of dollars, and I was like, traveling stripper, that's where you messed up. Yeah, I think you you could have got millions. Yeah, no. right. No, you could have got an easy couple hundred thousand yeah. and or like a, like a couple hundred thousand up front, and then like ten thousand a month for a little while. Yeah, easy. Yeah, you like you got greedy. Yeah, and that's why that's why you call the FBI. Yeah. Bo, your thoughts on that one? <laughs> I would have thought, I mean, I'm not in Kevin Hart's position, but I would have thought you would have helped set up a sting with the FBI. That would have been pretty easy, right? Well, I think... You call uh, the FBI and be like, here, I'm going to meet this person and give them money. And then after I give them money, you arrest them. And then I get my money back. Uh, Yeah, I think, I mean, that, that... No, I guess I haven't heard about her getting arrested. They said they said the FBI was looking into it. So I'm sure they're going to get her. Like it's, it's not rocket science. What's the threshold on the legality of that? Just curious. You got you, you got to say it a certain way, right? You, you can't be like, if you give me, t- if if you don't give me ten million dollars, I will release this tape. You got to be like, hey, Kevin, I have this tape for sale that you might be interested in for the low low price of ten million dollars. Okay, so the first case you said that's illegal. Yes, that's the illegal one. All right. So what if I turn to Bo and say, hey, Bo? Yeah. If you don't pay me a hundred bucks, I'm gonna tell your uh, wife you farted at work. Yeah, whatever it is, whatever embarrassing thing it is. Okay, right? is that extortion? Do I get in prison for that? Mm. Uh, that would be that probably be closer to slander. I think, right? Well, are you Wait. doing it in writing? That's, <laughs> that's Bible. <laughs> Bible. Yeah, I do see what but, you're saying, Johnny. What's the threshold? One thousand dollar blackmail? Is that too much? Okay, I think ten thousand dollars. Or like it's like felony. Felonies are five hundred, right? But at the same time, right? Does it have to be something you care about? <laughs> Does it have to be a famous person? No, it doesn't have to be a famous person. Okay, uh, that's a good question, Johnny. I don't know. I guess it's just like what will the cops not laugh you out of the? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what would pass that laugh test by the cop? Yeah, because uh, I don't know. That's an that's an interesting thing. We can look it up. Okay, so what do you guys think Kevin Hart's net worth is? Damn. I mean, it's harder than you think. <laughs> Whatever that number in your head is, it's higher than that. Well, it's easily. 
200 million. Okay, it's not that. <laughs> okay. What? I can guess like 500. Damn. Really? The guy's making some serious money these days. How much? I thought it was. Will Smith's not worth $500 million. Really? Yeah. No. Well, maybe, maybe 500 actually. When you first said, when you first was like, how much is Kevin's Hart's net worth? And I was like, mm, about 115. And then you're like, more than that. And I was like, I don't Oh, don't. well. Okay, sorry. Yes, yeah, so 115 is right. <laughs> oh, it is? Okay. <laughs> okay. Now I'm curious about Will Smith's net worth. Okay, Will Smith is $250 million. Not bad for uh, Fresh Friends. Yep. All right. So uh, over the week, we had the Emmys, uh, Emmy Awards came out. So we've got the winners list here for you guys, the highlights here. All right. Uh, we've got for Outstanding Drama Series. Uh, you want me to do the winners or you want to do the nominees too? Uh, winners. Okay. The winner of Outstanding Drama Series, The Handmaid's Tale. Oh. Boo. I hear it's good. I think I'm going to have to watch that now. Right yeah, after the Westworld. Just, just make sure you turn the volume way up. Okay. Oh, are, they, are they mumbling in that show? I'll put the captions on. Yeah, we should watch everything with captions. It's a uh, way better. Mm-hmm. Also, I want to put a shout out to. Uh, I did get around to watching the Defenders on Netflix finally. Yeah, really good, or as good as the rest of the shows. So if you yeah, like any of them, you like them. But <laughs> I saw some headlines saying that's like the lowest uh, viewed uh, Marvel show. I saw that too. It's it's as good as the rest of them. Like I don't I don't get it. And they said also Iron Fist is the most viewed and it's the worst one. So oh, that is worse. Yeah, so go figure. But um, if you go to like your captions on your Netflix. There's a thing called descriptive audio, and you can get a narrator. I guess if you're blind or something like that, the guy would be like, Jessica Jones, then flips the man over her body. Luke gives a kick. Uh, the ninjas then swipe with their sword. The sword blasts and hits Luke in the chest, but the sword uh, shatters on Luke's chest. A white screen comes with black. Text, Rosario Dawson starring. And like, I, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so like you're watching it, right? But then like the, the, the guy is describing everything, and so you, you catch like stuff you would miss. Also, he's got a cool voice, and like it, it kind of just it, it, it's like a it's like watching a story and then having a story told to you too at the same time. Yeah, like, all I right, like, we'll check it out. I'll, I will check that out just to see what that feels like. I would say only for like the Netflix produced shows and probably for action oriented shows because like hearing the guy who's he like true, he's like Luke throws a kick, Danny then uh, does a spinning roundhouse kick, hitting the ninja in the chest. <laughs> <laughs> and, and if you're watching like some sort of a drama show, like. Yes, the crying lady is still sitting there. <laughs> She's still sitting. Yes. Her her eyes tremble as she looks over it longingly at her husband and his last gasp. She's about to get up, but no, she sits still. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, not as good. You definitely. I would, <laughs> I would watch it if it was like TLC's My Six Hundred Pound Life. <laughs> Susan still is eating donuts. <laughs> I still don't know why, and you don't either. It's a condition. <laughs> uh, I definitely enjoy it. So I don't know if it's for everybody, but. I like well, cap. I do captions and that that audio on for action shows. Okay, so we've got um outstanding lead actress in a drama series, Elizabeth Moss for The Handmaid's Tale. Hey, <sighs> <laughs> yeah, I like her. We got a outstanding lead actor in a drama, Sterling K. Brown for This Is Us. That's my man. Uh, outstanding limited series, Big Little Lies. Um, oh, hey, outstanding television movie, Black Mirror, San Junipero. Okay, you guys watch Black Mirror? Nope. I I've saw some of them. Yeah. Yeah, okay, did you see Jen- San Junipero? No, I saw the one where it was the girl who went crazy for because of social media. Ah. I like that one. That was good. So San Junipero was like a... I don't know how much do I want to give away. It's like a... a future In, a, in the near future, there is a, vir- a total virtual reality world that you can pay to go into and then you you can like party or whatever. And then what they do, instead of like old folks homes, they put the old folks in the VR thing so like you can go be young again. And then there's like the story of an old lady who's who's reliving 
but it's like Groundhog Day. Like you just do one day for wow. like the rest of your life. Sounds awesome. Yeah, it was better than like being old. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so it was a cool story, and then there was some twists in there. All right, um, we got outstanding lead actress uh, in a limited series, Nicole Kidman for Big Little Lies. Uh, outstanding lead actor in a limited series, Riz Ahmed for The Night of, which I'm watching, which is awesome. You see, Johnny, you gave a not yet. No, no, oh, it's good. I, I I do like that actor. Oh, he's been in other stuff. Is that the guy from uh, Star Wars Rogue One? I don't know. Is it? I don't know. I'll I'll fact check myself. All right, uh, we got outstanding comedy series Veep. I think that's like their sixth year in a row or something like that. Like a, they think they've won crazy amount of awards. Uh, outstanding lead actress in a comedy, Julia Louis Dreyfus for Veep. Yeah, it's like six in a row for her. Yeah, like, she's tied or is the most right now. Well, I definitely yeah. think she got the award for like most in a row. There might be some that won, you know, separate or whatever. I'm like, is that show really that good? I, like, I've, you've never watched it? I've watched it and I was like, I don't get what, what the big I think, deal is. I think it's solid and she does a solid performance. I mean, it wasn't yeah. bad. Yeah, maybe I don't it, know. it's a consistently above average funny show. Well, it's won like the Emmy for like the last six years in a row, so they're saying it's the best show of all time. Like it's up there with Seinfeld. It's what they're saying, and based on the awards, I mean, I mean, there it is, right? Okay. So I don't know. I should watch it. Uh, outstanding lead actor in a comedy series. I actually didn't see this one. Uh, Donald Glover for Atlanta. Woohoo! Yeah, I'm happy about that. Woohoo! Uh, outstanding variety series. Last week tonight with John Oliver. Booyah! Oh, Don King won an award. <laughs> oh, Don Roy King. Sorry uh, for Saturday Night Live. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, do, 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 do. Mm, outstanding writing. Aziz Ansari and Lena Waithe for Master of None. Nice. That's a uh, Lena Waithe was the first black uh, person, black first black woman to ever win a yeah. comedy writing award. So yeah. it's kind of cool how much diversity was on this one. Yeah, yeah, I was pretty happy about that. Did you see? Uh, you know who Issa Rae is? Mm. She is. You ever heard of the show Insecure? It's on HBO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's the star of that show. Yeah. She uh, writes and stars and yeah. And that she wrote Awkward Black Girl. So she was like on the red carpet for the Emmys and like the reporter was like, so, so Issa, who do you want to win? And she was like, uh, all the black people. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, that's right, Issa. <laughs> uh, okay, we got Outstanding Writing for a Variety Series. Uh, Last Week Tonight with John Oliver. One or two more here. We got Outstanding Sketch Series, Heading Night Live. Outstanding, outstanding Directing, Donald Glover for Atlanta. Whoop, whoop. And, um, oh, Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Comedy Series, Kate McKinnon for Saturday Night Live. Yeah, she's awesome. She does a great job. Yeah, she does. I I like her a lot. She's breaking out into movie roles, too, so that's good. Yeah, I don't think, I think she's going to have about the same career as uh, as Old Girl. No, no, as um, the other Kate McKinnon, uh, the one from Bridesmaids. (sighs) McCarthy? No, she's 22, though. Kristen Wiig. Kristen Wiig, yeah. I, uh, one, I like both of them a lot, but um, Kate McKinnon's movie choices so far have kind of been Christian Wig-ish. So I'm like, I think Christian Wig has a um, ability to pull off dramas too. Really? I don't think uh, Kate McKinnon has done any drama type roles. All of her has been comedic. I think she could. So one, I think it's a lot easier for a comedian to do drama than for a drama person to do comedy. True. Like a Saul. Mr. Liam Neeson. <laughs> he can do anything. He, can. he does have a particular skill set. Yes, oh, that's true. So he can't do everything. He has a very particular set of skills. You <laughs> <laughs> yeah. can't really, they don't transfer well. <laughs> and by the way, Riz uh, Ahmed is uh, in Rogue One. He he was the uh, pilot. Uh, all right. Oh, yeah. He was the pilot that got his head, his brain scrambled, right? Yeah, a little bit yeah. by uh, oh, Forrest Whitaker. Oh, is that who that was? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Well, hey, shout out to him. He's, uh, yeah. he's making it. Also, like watching The Night Of, it's hilarious how many different actors HBO just reuses. 
Like it's the whole cast of True Blood is just in that show and like in, in like uh I don't know all the other HBO shows. Oh, uh Jamie Foxx is uh going to be playing Mike Tyson in the upcoming Mike Tyson movie. I'm excited about that. Huh. I saw Jamie, he was on a radio show doing an interview and he kinda like gave I guess he's having a he's a producer, so he's got a hand in writing it, and he was he he described the opening scene of the Mike Tyson movie and uh, I have no idea. I forgot what it was, but it was uh intriguing. So he'll do a good job there. <laughs> it's a yeah. big build up for nothing. It's like a uh ten second opening. Yeah, he, hey, yeah, he gave like the. Uh, no, I was saying for the movie, it'd be mm-hmm. him as Mike Tyson coming out punching somebody, and like, all right, knockout. I think it was like a young Mike Tyson is how oh. it started because he had a real hard life, and it was mm-hmm. something like that. But he he like gave the pitch that he told to the movie studios to the radio show, and I was like, oh yeah, I want to see that. That sounds good. All right, I'll Google that. Uh, oh, you guys familiar with the rapper uh, Nasir Jones Nas? Yeah, yeah, I've heard Nas. Okay, well, he's uh officially confirmed to be dating Nicki Minaj. Oh. And the hip hop's second best power couple. I'm thinking of calling them uh, Nicki Minaj. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> It'll probably come up a lot more for me than you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You don't like Nicki Minaj. How about Nazi Nazi Minaj? Nazi Minaj. Oh wait, sorry. Nazis already taken. Can't use that one. All right. No. No. Um, no, no. <laughs> uh, oh, there's a big lawsuit going on with the Walking Dead world. Have you guys heard about this? Some stunt person? Is that what it was about? No, nah, the uh, the the showrunner from the first season is suing oh, Walking Frank Dead. Frank Durban yeah. is still doing his thing. Gotcha. Yeah, that, he came out those emails where he called them all uh, all kind of f words and in these various things. Mm. They said that um, so in that lawsuit, like some of the numbers being thrown about because I think he has a, like a deal for X amount of like a percentage of the Walking Dead franchise, and they're saying that it's really worth like I don't know a hundred billion, but they're valuing it at like two billion or something like that to like screw him over. All right, uh, that's all the pop culture stuff I had there. So I don't know, Johnny, you watching anything uh, you want to talk about? Yeah, I, I got a couple. I, I uh, want to continually give a shout out for the Orville. I watched episode two of Seth MacFarlane's uh, oh, sci-fi. Still going strong. Still going strong, man. Very strong. So the second episode in it was fantastic. Bo is uh, shaking his head in, in violent disagreement. I've heard good things, Bo. I watched so the first episode. I watched. Oh, you watched it. And then the second episode, I started watching. I was like. Mm. That's okay. <laughs> what happened? Well, did, you, did you like the first episode? The first episode was fine. Uh, the second episode, um, to me, you know, I, I, I'm probably going to have to not pass judgment until about episode six or seven, I'm thinking. All right. Why are you watching six episodes of the show you don't like and not watching freaking Westworld? Well, so, if you want, I did watch Westworld. <gasps> I uh, broke okay. the seal. But all, like, ten, all ten episodes? I watched all in like a day and a half. <laughs> Oh, wow. Oh, okay, okay. What? So when we get to you, I can't wait to hear about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so let me, let me just finish the shout out for Orville. Watch that. Check Orville it out. Orville Redenbacher. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, watched episode two of The Deuce. This is the uh, HBO show about the rise of the porn industry starring James Franco and James Franco and uh, Mally, <laughs> uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal. Ugh, the worst. Yeah, I know. Not a big fan. But she's been getting rave reviews for her role. Wait, y'all don't like Maggie Gyllenhaal? No. You do? Yeah, I think she's a good actress. Oh, no, I'm not saying she's not a good actress. I'm saying she's, uh, I guess, hard on the eyes. I don't think she's that unattractive. I don't think she's the most attractive actress. I think if I understand the reviews for her correctly is her awkward body actually helps the portrayal of this role. I've actually seen so. a few episodes of this show, Johnny, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Did you like it? I think she's one doing a good job acting in the role. I think yeah. she's well cast in yes. the role she's playing. Yeah. And I think the show's good. Uh, I'm wondering if James Franco is as good as an actor as we think he is. I don't know either, but I <laughs> I don't like think he's him. a good actor. <laughs> but I he's enjoy him. I enjoy him. I like him. 
But I'm oh, like, okay. I'm watching it. I'm like, I don't think you're yeah. like he's playing his, his own twin. And I'm like, I don't think you're a good enough yeah. actor to do this. You're not yeah. Martin Lawrence. One of the um, <laughs> po- other podcasts I like to listen to is the uh, Pop Culture Happy Hour, mm-hmm. and they were really cu- ridiculing James Franco for his role. Yeah, there, there's one particular scene where you know James Franco makes the uh, ladies work at the bar wear like uh, tight leotards, you know, mm-hmm. Go on. to bring in some more customers. And one of the female um, uh, customers was like, "Hey, don't you think that you're objectifying women too much?" Too much. And James Franco's character response was like. Objectify what? <laughs> yeah, it's like, come on, hey, I, you get better dialogue than that. I will say, not to the the role that I think he was born to play, the room he is going to come out. The the room? Yeah. What's the room? Yeah, it's a. Uh, I think it's the room. It's the one where he there, he. It's a uh, oh, disaster artist. That's it. Disaster artist. Disaster artist. Yeah. That's a movie coming out. Yeah. Oh. It's James Franco. Y'all haven't heard this? No. no. Y'all haven't seen the movie The Room? It's supposedly like the worst movie ever made. No, why would I watch that? Yeah. <laughs> well, Bo watch that. Bo hears that credential. Like, and he go seeks it out. Yeah. Yeah. I think I watched that before Westworld. Yeah, but it's uh, it's yeah. I, y'all just have to see the the preview. I okay, guess. Yeah, we'll, I watched the preview. I, when, whenever I get to my point, I'll, I'll try to recreate some of the rooms. We'll put that in the yeah. show notes. I don't know. <laughs> okay, so and I will give a shout out for, and I have not watched this yet, but I will definitely the uh, PBS uh, miniseries on the Vietnam War. Ooh. So I've been hearing really good things about that one too. So check that one out. And then finally I saw a movie called Ben Hur. This is the remake version, not the Charlton Charleston Chart Heston one? Charlton yep. Heston. It's not the yeah. sequel to the Scarlett Johansson uh uh what's my boy? Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix yeah. thing. Where it's like it's her and then yeah. Ben Hur. Ben Hur <laughs> <laughs> so Well I like it. you asked Scarlett Johansson what her favorite movie was and she was like, Well I have been her. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'll, I think this movie was a uh, considered a bust in the box office because yeah. it cost like almost two hundred million, I believe, or so, and did not nearly earn that, that much money. And I'd say rightfully so. <laughs> okay. So. I thought you were gonna go the, the other way with it, like, oh man, what a gem. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's it. So well, not much better. Huh? All right. Yeah. Well, so we uh, we had some time off for a little bit, so I took that time to try to catch up on shows i've been meaning to watch nice and uh so i watched westworld um finally finally i i kept flipping to that one place on amazon and i was like you know i'm just gonna get hbo one day gonna get it finally did it and i started watching it and i could not stop watching it wow amazing huh? it i think you know if that show or Game of Thrones. I mean, it's a toss up. Whoa, whoa uh, toss up with Game of Thrones. Yeah, uh-huh. wow. That is, a, I think, is it's well done. Very you well know, done. It's yeah. very well done. Couple great twists in there. Great twists, and that that's the kind of show that you you kind of uh, watch, and then you'll kind of question the reality of the show. You know? Yeah. Yeah, sure. And so you, and if you start, if you watch too much of it, and it starts reflecting on your own rea- on your own personality, and you start being like. Oh, and then you, your your brain <laughs> defragments, and we are in a simulation, Bo. There's a there's that theory out there. Don't ask there. questions you can't answer. <laughs> yeah, I, I I do think the so I I like the show a lot too. With any great show like that, it creates its own sets of rules. Like this is the world in which we live in. Yeah. I should, just, should we discuss what the what Westworld is? Like, give me like two sentences yeah, on on the on the, the the premise for people who don't know. You go for it, Bo. Uh, well, I would say it is a world of robots where you, the guest, can do 
whatever your heart desires. It's like a theme park, like a future uh, in the near future. There's like a theme, a Western theme park where all of the uh, inhabitants of the theme park are like androids and you can basically kill them at will because they're, they're robots and you can live like you're in the wild west. You can be a good guy or a bad guy. Yep. And and they set up little storylines in there for you too. Unless yeah. you want to go on these adventures and such. Um, was I going to make a point? I think, yeah, yeah I think that was point was on you. Um, uh, but the show is very good. Um, who do, you, who do you think the best, the best act, the best acting performance in that show is the best acting performance of, I think Ed Harris. Yeah. Yeah. The, the man in black, uh, that was really good. Uh, I really liked his character. I really liked the development of his character because it it was yeah. uh, it made it very satisfying near the end. Yeah. Um, I would say that uh, the girl who plays Dolores, mm-hmm. the main the main female character, she did good, and the guy who plays Teddy. Um, I don't know if who's, he's, t- who's Teddy. Teddy James, James Marston, Cyclops from the X Men movies. Yeah. Oh, that guy. Yeah, I would I like say. Guy. <laughs> you know, although emotionally you're not really. Like he didn't have any strong emotional scenes that you're like, oh, I got, I'm into that. But you just liked his character. Yeah, you were just like yeah, yeah. kind of always rooting for him, yeah. and he's like, oh, he's gonna die again. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like a, a Kenny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I really like that. It's kind of funny that actor James Marsden. He did an interview. Of, I feel which one is on um, on um, Stephen Colbert or Jimmy Fallon, but he's on the set of his film of his TV show Westworld yeah. and even the um, the peop- the helpers of the stations and stuff don't know his name. <laughs> oh damn. <laughs> like like they get him confused with the other James. I forgot which one he got confused was, but Franco probably. <laughs> <laughs> like one, one of the stations came up was like, "Sir, I've been a huge fan. You know, I watched your movie and it's a different movie. <laughs> like, and it changed my life and really turned me around and stuff. I just want to shake your hand and say thank you so much for that. You, <laughs> you can shake their hand and, and, and move on. Yeah. And, and try try harder for next so, year. Yeah. So I think James Marsden knows he's inside on that joke where he's like, I know I'm kind of famous, but nobody really knows I'm what I really look like. And they confuse me a lot for other characters and you know, actors and such. So. I guess you don't know his name, but, but he's, he's, he's got a good thing going. Like, if anything, oh, yeah. that's better, right? Yeah. He's got the right level of fame. You don't yes. want to be like Will Smith famous where you can't go outside right. or whatever. Like right. you can go outside. Like, oh man, is that, uh, right. You know, James Franco. Yeah. He's living healthy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, he's got the money. He needs a prenup. <laughs> <laughs> he's, a, he's at prenup level. Yeah. He his prenup level. And, and he comes across as a really awesome, nice guy. So I like that. Yeah. Um, second thing is I watched, uh, the first episode, I didn't see the second one of, of the Vietnam war, the, uh, what Bart star, who's the guy that directed it? Uh, Ken Burns, Ken Burns and, uh, Novick, right? I don't know. Mm-hmm. The other person. Those are the two people directed it. And I would say the first episode, um, I really liked it. I thought it was really well done. Uh, and I, almost just want to do the one thing where wait till the whole thing comes out and then just like watch it all at once. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause I think it's, I think it's, well, are you all caught up? Cause like there's, I mean, there's already four episodes out. So I mean, no, not I, I, piece. Yes. They're about an hour and a half a piece. So I watched the first one and then I started, then I didn't have time to watch the second one. And I was like, okay, I don't want to even start watching the second one until unless I can watch the whole entire thing. It's a lot. I'd so, be yeah. willing to watch with you, both of the, the both of you. If you know, just you know, when, when you're going to before you start, give me a text and maybe I'll come. Maybe I won't. If you want to watch together, yeah, right. yeah, sounds good. I mean, that's probably what I'll be doing so, sitting at home. 
Oh yeah, feeding like, the little one. <laughs> hey, with the Vietnam War in the background, yeah. fantastic. <laughs> like, are you holding your wife holding the baby? Like, she's gonna be breastfeeding, right? So you were like making the motion, like you're holding the little one. But I feel like, <laughs> I guess they had the bo- a bottle. Babies yeah. have bottles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So as an active, as an active parent mm-hmm. in this, in the life of my newborn child, I will be trying to feed my child. Just get a fake breast. <laughs> no, do you have one of those? Uh, no, I'm not gonna do. That's crazy. Well, I shouldn't say it's crazy. I would say it's not <laughs> too for late. Me. Yeah, they have those. Uh, those I don't know, like a so you can experience with your wife is experiencing like a fake boob that you like strap on and then like you can feed the baby through it. Well, it's like experiencing Empathy being. Uh, what is it? I'm trying to think of like you can dress up like a crazy character for Halloween, but you're not actually a lizard man. Yeah, you know? well, but you understand what it's like to be a lizard man. No, you don't. You can't. You can never understand. <laughs> that's that's true. The plight yeah. of the lizard man is is it goes back as far as t- <laughs> as far as time. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, okay. Let me see. Uh, oh, from. Oh, oh. <laughs> ignore that. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I'm gonna watch that uh, that PBS deal too. I don't know. So yeah, my my thing. The only thing I've seen is um, the Defenders. I give it a big recommendation for that. Oh, and they did the Punisher trailer at the end of it. Uh, what do you think about that trailer? I'm not a huge fan of the Punisher comics, but I love um, that actor that plays uh, the Punisher. And he was really good in Daredevil, so I'm going to mm-hmm. watch it for sure. And yeah. all the other Marvel shows are good, so I'm going to watch it. And the trailer looked good enough. Oh, no, the trailer they played at the end of the, at the end of the Defenders was good. I've heard that another bloodier, crazier trailer just came, has out, came yeah. out. I haven't seen that. Yeah. Uh, I'm fine with it. I think I'm more. I'm worried he's going to be like the NRA hero or whatever. He's going to be like running around shooting bad guys. I'm like, he needs to kill a good diversity of bad guys, or I'm going to be pretty upset with the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with the show. Well, but, wait, when you say good diversity of bad guys. Like like, what if you shoot? If you shoot no white guys, is that okay? That's fine. Okay. <laughs> okay. It just can't go the other way. Oh, okay, <laughs> you can kill a bunch of the Russian mob, fine. But if he's like for some reason he's killing like the uh, the Haitian mob, I'm like, mm. <laughs> 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 side eye that a little bit. Yeah. yeah, but that that's it. I recommend the, all those Marvel shows. You guys need to catch up on that. Okay, you guys got anything else? One last thing that's yes. making me happy, perhaps, is we're coming up on October pretty soon. That means Halloween. That means Tom Hanks, I hear, is reprising his role in SNL as David S. Pumpkins. I saw that somewhere, and so I was yeah, like, what is that? that? It is like the weirdest offshoot cult thing going on, but if you search for SNL, David S. Pumpkins and with Tom Hanks, and you get this really kooky character that he's come up with, and it's hilarious. So who's Sorry. not looking forward to Halloween this year? Lance. Why? Because what's the biggest thing going right now? Clowns. These freaking clowns. And I it's going to be clowns dressed up oh. all over the place, all downtown, all over the... All over the, the oh, place. who... Did, did any of y'all want to go see it? No. I, I, I almost said Yeah, it we're going to do a team... That was this weekend, right? Yeah, we're going to do it. Uh, that that was the thing this weekend. You we'll know go. what? You guys have fun. I refuse. <laughs> I, I, I'll have no part of it. We'll yeah. set you in the middle between the two of us. <laughs> No. <laughs> okay. No, let me I hear, I hear it's good though. Like go watch it without me. I'll watch the Vietnam War. It'd be less scary. <laughs> less scary. <laughs> oh man. All right. All right. So uh that that that's our show for this week. Thank you very much for listening. Uh please uh check us out on our website, juntoshow.com. Uh if you would please take the time to leave us a five star review. If you do have the time to leave us a four star review, you keep that time to yourself. You can have it back. My gift to you. Only one five stars or better. Uh, we'll be back next week. Sincerely from the Junto Show. Uh, signing off. I'm Lance. I'm Johnny. <laughs> we'll be back next week. Yeah. Bye.